<coughs> translation by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. <coughs> Lord Ramachandra became king during Treta Yuga, but because of his good government, the age was like Satya Yuga. Everyone was religious and completely happy. Translation of repetition. Lord Ramachandra became king during Treta Yuga. But because of his good government, the age was like Satya Yuga. Everyone was religious and completely happy. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Among the four yugas, Satya, Treta, Dvārapāra and Kali, the Kali Yuga is the worst. But if the process of Arnāśyam Dharma is introduced, even in this age of Kali, the situation of Satya Yuga can be invoked. The Hare Krishna movement or Krishna Consciousness movement is meant for this purpose. Kalodosha Vidhirajan Astiheko Mahanguna Ketana Deva Krishnasya Mukta Sangha Parangrajit. Quote My dear King, although Kali Yuga is full of faults, there is still one good quality about this age. Simply by chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, one can become free from the material bondage and be promoted to the transcendental kingdom. Bhagavatam 12.3.51 If people take to this Sankirtan movement of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Rama, they will certainly be freed from the contamination of Kali Yuga. And the people of this age will be very happy, as people were in Sakta Yuga, the golden age. Anyone, anywhere can easily take to this Hare Krishna movement. One need only chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, observe the rules and regulations, and stay free from the contamination of sinful life. Even if one is sinful and cannot give up sinful life immediately, if he chants the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra with devotion and faith, he will certainly be freed from all sinful activities and his life will be successful. Parang Vijayati Sri Krishna Sankirtanam This is the blessing of Lord Ramachandra who appeared in this age of Kali as Lord Gaurasundar. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation purport to the ninth canto, 10th chapter, 51st verse, in the matter of the pastimes of Lord Ramachandra. <coughs> There's some very interesting points in this verse. But first I'd like to just offer my obeisances to and my respects here to the Siskan <coughs> Sanyasis and GBCs and Prabhupada disciples who are present and to all the Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis. 
Thank you, sir. I found very interesting the how this verse is about Lord Ravachandra and Prabhupada says he has appeared in this age of Kali as Lord Norasandra. That the Lord is appearing in different yugas and different forms. And just how you can say that Lord Rama appeared as Gaurasundara. Srila Prabhupada also mentioned how Lord Gaurasundara appears as the holy name. Lord Chaitanya said that uh, in Chaitanya, and he had predicted Chaitanya Bhagavan, that he would come back. And we know that Christians said that Jesus would come back, so that's like a big uh, matter of interpretation and speculation. So also in our Gaudiya Vaishnava and its peripheries, some unscrupulous people have used this quote that he said he would come back to try to claim that they were the second coming of Lord Chaitanya. Of course, there's another verse after this verse where he said he'll come back. He said, I'll come back in two forms. So they said, so he's going to come back twice. And the next verse says, I come back as the holy name. And I also come back as the Archa Avatara, as the worshipable deities. So actually those two forms, those two comings are already spoken for. It's not that <laughs> <laughs> But there are always some unscrupulous <laughs> No, no, I'm <laughs> referring to me. We may not have to deal with these things immediately here, but uh, eventually it all comes back. <laughs> so I'm just feeling that how here we are, in this holy abode of New Vrindavan, where <coughs> we have the avatar of the Lord, the archa avatars, these are very special deities, deities worshipped by Srila uh, Prabhupada, right? Prabhupada, right? Some deities are worshipped. So, <coughs> that if deities are worshipped by a, a pure devotee like that, then it's also considered more significant. As we travel around uh, Bengal, then they well, this deity was worshipped by Lord Chaitanya, and this deity was a personal deity of Nityananda, or the deity of Shiva's Thakur. <clears throat> and uh, those are considered to be very special Sripats, or holy dams. So we are gathered together for festival of inspiration, and we are assembling every day before these wonderful incarnations of the Lord. And we're also chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, 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 Ram
which is the other incarnation of coming of Lord Chaitanya. So we can feel the presence of the, the Lordships and the Lords through the chanting and through the deities. And of course, in other places, the Lord says that uh, He is present wherever His devotees are glorifying Him. So there are so many wonderful uh, devotees discussing topics related to Krishna. Then Krishna is also present there. So we can feel the presence of the Lord in the association of uh, devotees. And I feel very inspiring that although we're in age of Kali, which is the worst age, yet Prabhupada gives us some hope that even in the age of Kali, the situation of Satya Yuga can be invoked. In the uh, Brahmavaivarta Purana, there's that uh, prediction that there will be a golden age for 10,000 years. In the 125th Khanda of the Brahmavaivarta Purana, when Krishna was in Dwarka, it said all the holy rivers came to see Krishna, the deities of the holy rivers, and the huge flood there, I mean the deities of the personifications. And they were led. The spokesperson was Gangadevi. The Jamuna was there, Saraswati, the Narmada, the Sindhu, the Kaveri, the, all the holy rivers and Pundas that had the presiding deities were there. <clears throat> and the Gangadevi was crying, they were all crying. And Krishna smiled at them and he said, What brings you all here? What's happening? And then Ganga Devi said that we can see the symptoms of Kali Yuga are beginning. People are becoming spontaneously more materialistic. In Dwarpa Yuga people were spontaneous, more religious, more spiritual. But now things are starting to change. So just like when the sun is just about to set, it's not dark yet, but it's not also the same intensity of sunlight. So they were seeing that influence of Krishna seems to be diminishing. And they took it as a symptom that he's about to leave the world. And when he leaves the world, when he leaves the world, then Kali Yuga begins. And when Kali Yuga begins, people are going to become completely materialistic. So they had two main concerns. One is that they didn't want to be in the world when the Lord wasn't there, because they wanted to be with the Lord. So their request was to please all take us with you to the spiritual world. The second thing was that in case we're not able to go, and when you leave, the people are going to become very sinful, very materialistic, and they're all going to come and bathe in our waters, and we'll get overloaded with sinful reactions. So, we don't want to be contaminated by so many sins. So that's why the best thing would be to just go with you. And Lord Krishna describes that he smiled. 
and looked over there. And he said that, you know that association with the Vaishnavas, with a Vaishnava is so great that even by seeing a Vaishnava you get free from all your sins. What to speak of touching a Vaishnava? So I want you to tolerate for 5,000 years. It's interesting, he said 5,000, didn't say 4,500. He said 5,000. Because after 5,000 years, there's going to be one of my devotees who will come. And he will bring the chanting of the Harinam all over the world. And people from all over the world, and the whole world will become Echo Varna. And here it talks about Varnashram. But the Varnas are one. Echo Varna says Hari Bhakta, devotee of Hari, devotee of Krishna. That's the Varna. Still before ashrams, but one Varna. And then, because of his uh, preaching, the whole world will be Eka Varna, and it will be a golden age for 10,000 years. So it sounds like the same here Satya Yuga, golden age. And so people will come, pure devotees will come and bathe in your waters and they'll be freed from that sense. You can recognize them that they'll be chanting the holy names. So after the 10,000 years are over, it will become very heavy Kali, Ghor Kali, so to say, like Ugra, Karma, Ghor Kali, so Horrible color, the worst. So at that time, we can all go subterranean, like the Saraswati, and hide out for the rest of Kali Yuga. And when Sati Yuga begins again, then you can come back up. So if you think that, well, after the golden age of Sankirtan movement is over, I can at least go and take a bath in the Ganges. That won't also be there very well. <clears throat> so, we were discussing that Prabhupada's vision, Lord Chaitanya's vision, even what the Vedas are saying, it's not about a small vision. Now, there's a small group of Hare Krishna devotees that chant Hare Krishna. But this is talking about a worldwide influence, a worldwide golden age. In order to achieve that, just like Lord Ram, he achieved that, of course, he was the ruler of the entire world, so he just established a worldwide edict, a worldwide governance, and such that 
Somehow everything became Krishna conscious under his uh, direct control. But now, because we don't have a one-world government, and it's not likely that even a world government is going to would enforce chanting of Hare Krishna at this moment, but we have democracy. So people are allowed to practice the religion or practice the spiritual process of their choice. The so Prabhupada says that If people take to the Sankirtan movement of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Ram, they will certainly be free from the contamination of Kali Yuga. And the people of this age will be happy, as people were in, in Satya Yuga, the golden age. Everybody, everybody I ask them wants to be happy. They, I mean, they all raise their hand, yes, I'd like to be happy. And if you ask anybody, have you ever experienced unhappiness in your life? Everybody usually raises their hand. It's like it's not. A, maybe people generally feel okay, but still they all suffer. Someone had this big debate recently in a meeting whether people are happy or not. But generally people suffer some kind of unhappiness at some point in time. If they're not, some people have gave a very strong opinion that those that see they're ha say they're happy, they're just bluffing. I saw one uh, newspaper, Gallup poll type of study, about a very elaborate study about marriage. They said why people are married and why they stay together, and that was in the Western world, since most people are married, it probably covers almost everybody. And there was a large segment that remained married uh, because of their uh, religion. A large segment was there because of the finance, it was just more economical. But 90% but said they weren't happy, weren't content really in their married life anymore, but because of their religious vows, because of the economy, because of the children, because uh, it was just convenient or whatever, it was too much of a hassle to separate. So they, once they didn't divorce, they were still together. Only 10% said that they were happy, and the other 90 said they're lying. <laughs> so that, <clears throat> you find sometimes in studies it's interesting. We're trying to beat the odds. So the real happiness comes from within. And that happiness from in, with within is naturally manifested by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Prabhupada, he gives two scenarios here. One need only chant Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and observe the rules and regulations and stay free from the contamination of sinful life. Okay, but those are strong orders, tall orders. Follow the regular principles, stay away from the sinful life. If we can do that, then we are in a very strong position 
You can get back to Krishna even in one lifetime, even in the middle of this Kali Yuga. Someone pointed out, I think yesterday, that how, or I recently just heard, but in order to practice uh, Mayabhat, Shankaracharya said that uh, you should, uh, you have to be a sannyasi first. Unless you're a sannyasi, you can't get liberation or moksha. But according to the process of bhakti yoga, you don't have to be a sannyasi, you can be a grihasta. Ashram is not relevant. It can be for any ashram, for any platform. And you cannot achieve success even in one lifetime, even in one moment. So then Prabhupada raises this point here that one, even if one is sinful and cannot give up sinful life immediately, if he chants the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra with devotion and faith, he will certainly be freed from all the sinful activities and his life will be successful. This point, Prabhupada Sri Krishna Sankirtana, this is the blessing of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was appeared in this age of Kali as Lord Gaurasundar. Simply add Hare Krishna was one of the topics that was being discussed. So here it very clearly says if someone, even if they're not sinful, they should chant Hare Krishna. So in our preaching, the most important thing is to get people to chant. Rupa Goswami, he explains, Yena Tena Prakarena Krishna Manami Vosateva. Any means get people attached to Krishna. How will people be attached to Krishna if they don't associate with devotees, if they don't chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. If they don't eat some Krishna Prasadam, if they don't see some, you know, they, the, the chanting is the main thing in the practice and association. Once people get attached, to Krishna, then it says, then you'll introduce the rules and regulations. Sometimes we push the rules first, and we scare away so many people. I better not chant Hare Krishna because if I chant, I don't have to give up smoking. I have to give up that. Not that we say we're encouraging people. We're, the goal is that they should be so happy by chanting they give up all these things. But to stress more the chanting. And then, as they get some, you see they're making advancement, then you're encouraging them to give up. If you want to stay happy, give up all these bad habits. And, but uh, chanting Hare Krishna. You need to chant to get the strength. Oh, I was present in uh, Vrindavan when uh, this, uh, his name Jai Sachinandan Prabhu. Sachinanda Prabhu. He was translating, wanted to translate Charasandarva. And Prabhupada said, That's too, you're not ready for that. That's really difficult to translate. Your Sanskrit ability is not so great. You should translate Padma Puran and Vishnu Puran because these books are important also for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas and we should have these as our BBT publications. And it's easier Sanskrit, so it's good practice for you. 
So because I heard that, I was sitting in the room and went out to them and I told them. I thought, well, what is this all about? So sometimes I look at the Padma Purana. But it was interesting that in the Padma Purana it has a different, it has an additional some chapters about Yati Maharaj that said that when he was ruling, somehow he was uh, preached to by a Vaishnava that he should make his entire kingdom Krishna conscious. That everybody should worship Krishna deities and they should uh, chant Hare Krishna. Although it was the Satya Yuga. But he achieved that. Now he didn't give some edict, okay, everybody has to do this, otherwise we'll put you in jail. What he did was, using his uh, royal resources, he empowered preachers, brahmanas, financed brahmanas to go all over the world and preach Krishna consciousness. And established Krishna temples everywhere and Krishna chanting everywhere. So as a result, the whole world became Krishna conscious. And there's not very many examples where the whole world actually was Krishna conscious. You get the Ramchandra when Krishna was president, but there's a little op opposition, took some while to do it. But here, there, all the opposition was overcome just by preaching. Because it was Satya Yuga, people were anyway peaceful and happy. But because they were Krishna conscious, they were completely free from all kinds of sin. So much so that nobody would even die. And so the people that just did that didn't even grow old. It was so peaceful, so wonderful environment. Nobody grew old, nobody died. So what happened was that then the population was increasing. That you had a father, he's looking like a young man. You had a son and daughters, they're like, they're also young. Then they had the grandchildren, they had three generations, and nobody was growing old. No wrinkles, no white hairs, no stress, no. So then what happened? You know, nobody was dying. The Yamadutas were just sitting, you know, like. <laughs> They were completely uh, unemployed. It's like the firemen when there's no fires. What do you do? They're just sitting there. So Indra happened to make a tour around the universe and he checked out uh, Yamaloka. And then the Yamadutas were chastised. What kind of a universe do you run here? You're looking. What do you got? You give us a job and nobody's even there. What this Yagati has completely overruled you. And he somehow they jammed so much on Indra that then they got the Indra all jacked up that, okay, I gotta stop the Yati. Enough of this. And that's another long story of how he tried to get the Yati to, to stop, but it was not very easy for him. But how the whole world, it's not, it's not never happened before, it happens. Because of preaching. And similarly, it can happen now, but we need to be in that giving mood. We have to give Krishna to others.
you always see, I mean, I see as I travel around, uh, the gradually spiritual movements tend to become like you know, inward looking at some point. And when you go around, you see that, that they just tend to be like amongst their own community, amongst their, it becomes like a hereditary type thing. But this Krishna conscious movement was uh, created to be outward, uh, inward, outward, lo looking everywhere, but also to be expanding. <coughs> Our Yuga Dharma is a Harinam Sankirtan, to give Hare Krishna to others. The way that, just when I saw Guru Das Prabhu walk in and all my obeisances, I mean, just how like he, Malati, Shandaru, we went to it. When they, I was in Montreal when we all went and got Prabhupada's blessings and they went off to London in order to, they didn't have any money to do anything, somehow they went there and they were <laughs> going to try to spread Krishna consciousness there. But then somehow they met the, you know, the Beatles and all the history came where Hare Krishna rocks London becomes number one on the hit parade and uh, pretty soon Hare Krishna became a household word all over the world. Please St. Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya. Someone told us yesterday that now, I mean, our, our, our professor here says when he asks 18 and 19 year olds have they heard of Hare Krishna in his uh, in his university classes, that a good percentage of them never even heard of Hari Wat. <laughs> now we are, from our generation, we, we came very widely uh, known phenomena. But if we don't keep uh, ourselves uh, visible, then uh, people they don't know about us. I remember I arrived in Atlanta airport and then one of the customers would go, Hey, you guys still around? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see you anymore. You don't do, you were used to go on the streets with those bells and drums and stuff. So what happened to you? At least, you know, there may be, not that you have to wear a dhoti or a sari or whatever to be a Krishna conscious devotee. Prabhupada said even you don't have to give up sinful life, chant Hare Krishna. And that, Potency will free you from your sinful nature. But at least it, had a, it has an exposure, like it was a recognition that people knew, okay, that the people are chanting Hare Krishna. It was uh, something very quickly uh, remember, you know, you can remember it very easily. So it's important that we somehow, whatever, we have to be out there. But the most important way we find now for preaching is through friendship and the relationship building. Now that we have such an expansive congregation, if every member, every devotee that's in our greater community of devotees, every most people live in their homes and practice Krishna consciousness. If everybody could just make one devotee per year, one other person to chant Hare Krishna, if we could double every year, in ten years we'd be a thousand times what we are today. That's the mathematical. 
if every one of those people that you may also makes one, you know, it's geometric, doubling every year like that. So it's very powerful. Doesn't take, it's not out of ten years. If we were a thousand times, we were a million now, we were a billion in a thousand years. Or even if, I don't know exactly what we are, we don't have a very accurate, I remember, <clears throat> about five, six years ago, uh, 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 huh? <laughs> Your name's slipping. No, no, no. Kalakantavu. Kalakanta, he did a, when he was secretary for the GDC, he wrote to all the temples to send in how many members they had in their congregation because they were going to start a new program of taxing temples for their congregation. <laughs> See? <laughs> and even in spite of doing that, and that's not, you know, I'm sure people naturally are going to send in the lowest possible number they could. <laughs> You know, about 40% of the temples sent in this far. You could, you could mathematically kind of project it. So we had about a half, about something like a half a million uh, member, a quarter, I forget, it was 250,000 or half a million. That uh, by projecting the ones that didn't send in. And then if you figure out, well, they must have, you know, everybody skimmed it, so they're going to tax them, they probably put the minimum. They must have probably doubled that. Or more. That was a, a number of years ago. So exactly how many we have now, that's uh, interesting to, to make a new study and figure it out. But the point is, is that if everybody tries to give Krishna to one person a year, or is successful in giving at least to one, I know some people are able to give to five or ten, and we could double every year, that we, would, we could actually see this golden age come in a lot quicker Than, uh, than what we would uh, expect. It's not, it's not, Robert said one-tenth of one percent of the world which Krishna conscious would have such a major impact. You don't have to try to be, yeah, that's the, we have to start the little things that make a big difference over a period of time. Every one of you can make such a big difference. Why do you save one person from the clutches of this illusory energy? You've made such a big difference. Prabhupada, I remember one time he was giving a class and he said that even there's an atomic bomb and it explodes. It can destroy you know, millions of bodies. But the bell of the pujari is much more powerful than the atomic bomb. Because that little, that little bell, ding, 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 is destroying unlimited karmas. The, bell, the bomb didn't destroy anybody's karma. Nobody was liberated by that bomb. They all had to come back again and some other bird. But that little bell is liberating people from this 
recycle of birth and death. Ding, ding, ding. So now we have this atomic, atomic bomb bells. <laughs> so how powerful, I was, I was, when you read in Chaitanya Bhagavad, it says how uh, when Gornya uh, died, they forgave uh, Jagai Madhai. Then uh, Yamaraj, he had like a huge, uh, he, when he heard about it, when his, uh, his uh, chief accountant, Chitra Gupta, came up and said, Jagai Madhai been liberated by Gornitai. All their karmas were forgiven. And then he said, well, how much karma did he have? How much karma if he put it in writing in the warehouses after warehouses after warehouses? Some they don't have put things in writing normally, but they have somehow they don't know database system they have, but um, <laughs> very impressive. And then when he heard how much karma they had, and all of it was just like, white clean, then he, he just, he started, you know, he just fell unconscious. So they thought, oh no, he went into a state of shock, you know. And they were fanning him and sprinkling water and time, but he was, he was out. Then said, Lord Shiva came and saw the whole situation. What happened? And they told him. And he says, unconscious, he's in shock. He's not in shock, he's in ecstasy. When he realized how merciful is Gordy Tai, he has so much ecstasy, he's in ecstasy. The only way you can wake him up is chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So then they got the, the, the whole, all the, the Patan Loka, Yama Loka, they all were chanting Hare Krishna. Demigods were joining him. It became like a big universal chant. And then Yamaraj came back to consciousness. I was thinking, oh, what a far out, what a wonderful uh, pastime. And then, um, so I was thinking, what happens when we have these Rathyatras? And Jagannath goes by. Jagannath Baladei Subhadra Ki. And there's this chanting of Hare Krishna. I mean, what's happening to people's karma accounts? I mean, there must be. I mean, they must be running thin on whiteout, you know. When they're, uh, I'm sure they got a more efficient system. But anyway, they're wiping out so many karmas from the uh, the, the accumulated warehouse that people have just by our festival, just by our rathyatras, by our by our kirtans. So where have you making such a huge difference in the people lives just by chanting Hare Krishna and by presenting every time you give someone a prasadam. It's like a revolution in their in their, their whole spiritual progress. So every one of you should come from this festival of inspiration, so empowered that when you go out just the little things, the little relationship building that you can do with people, making friends and giving them Krishna in ways that they can take it. And gradually building them up, their relationship with Krishna through you. This is how you can uh, be an empowered uh, preacher. And so many people can be benefited by your association. You're carrying the spiritual weapons of Lord Chaitanya's love and mercy. So thank you all very much. Very happy to be here in Nubindavan after some time.
questions up till nine. We have to end by nine. Any question? Comments? Back to Mark Maharaj. Any comments? Yes, bro. Did everyone heard his comment? The Prophet came to the West with an enthusiasm to spread Krishna consciousness and give it. He also had a very clear concept about a well-structured uh, an organizational plan for preserving it and taking care of all the devotees that uh, come from the preaching. Something like that. So it's important that we're not only just uh, once people become devotees, we want to take care of them. We want to, we want to be conscious about them. So that's where the, it's important that we have an international society for Krishna consciousness. So once people become awakened and Krishna conscious, we can probably uh, direct that energy and, and, and care for those devotees and utilize it in a very effective way. Protect them. Okay, here? Okay. Well, we're praying to, we have families, our own families, or our husbands, or children, and I should pray for the Christian consciousness, especially in our position, and you being a Christian consciousness, that I don't know if you're going to Prabhupada was praying for us all the time. Or just by his prayers and blessings, how many feel that uh, they're still here? And naturally you can pray for it. That's a that's Prabhupada asked us. He said one time when Bhakti Chaitanya Maharaj was uh, that time he was Ganesham, he was going to uh, to do book distribution in the far in the uh, you know, that time it was the behind the iron curtain. And uh, so he said, I want you all to bless him. And we hear us say, bless the Prabhupada, you're there, you can, you, your blessing is more than enough. He said, no, you're all Krishna devotees. And Krishna will hear your blessings. He will hear your prayers. So I want you all to pray for him because he's going to do a very dangerous preaching. And so he told us, devotees, you have the ability to bless and to pray. So praying for people to be Krishna conscious, that is a bona fide prayer. That's a totally in harmony Krishna conscious prayer we can make. And every day I every day I'm before deities, at least I I'm always praying for for thousands of devotees to be Krishna conscious. For so many devotees that I that I know and met that ask me to pray for them. Certainly you can pray for your husband, for your wife, for your children, for your friends. Even a book distributor, you pray in your heart for the person you're trying to distribute the book to, that will this person be Krishna conscious? So thank you all very much. Hare Krishna. Any more announcements? Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. 
And don't forget to like and share our channel.